0: Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, good evening, folks. Welcome to Wednesday night. Boy, I want to tell you, this is probably one of my favorite times of the year. Now, you'd say, why would that be? Because the weather isn't great and everything. It's NCAA basketball time, and me being a basketball junkie, so to speak, and with the Illini, how about those Illini? I- I- I-L-L-I-N-I. I got a cousin over in uh, Ohio, and he's a big Illinois fan, and he he calls once in a while, but after we beat Michigan, he calls, and the first thing he said, I-L-L, because I always end it with I eye and I, But we're what a time to be a basketball fan. I hope you're a fan of something, a fan of the, the kingdom of God. Amen? So tonight, we're going to continue on with the prosperous soul. You remember the first week, a couple weeks back, we talked about renew your mind, renew your life, which is really important. <laughs> if you don't renew your mind, your life's not going to be what God wants it to be. And then last week, we talked about true wealth in the prosperous soul. Tonight, I want to talk to you about building a prosperous soul, but there's two different ways of looking at that. Tonight, I'm going to bring you uh, some uh, comments about the poor soul. Why is it that some people seem to, to do well in the kingdom of God? They get born again, they, their life just seems to take off, and others just never seem to quite get it. And it, it has to do with our soul. It really does. Our, the spirit is born brand new, but our soul has to be renewed, our mind has to be renewed, our will, our emotions. And over in, uh, you know the this scriptures, this pretty much the theme scripture, is 3 John 2. Paul's or John's writing this, I said Paul, but it's John. I think of Paul often, but it's John. John says, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in hell just as your soul prospers. Now, we're talking about the Apostle John, the, the one that walked with Jesus uh, for those, uh, what was it, three three years, three and a half years, whatever it was, and the one who penned the, the book of Revelation, which we read, the greatest revelation of Jesus Christ, and, uh, and realized that the prosperity of our whole life, our soul, our, 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 our lives, including the health of our bodies and the prosperity of our lives, has to do with our souls. If your soul's not healthy, if your soul's not uh, progressing, and, and uh, it will not be prosperous. So, uh, some people, and we just said mentioned some Christians. Why is it a wonder about God's will, uh, about whether He has the the uh, the, uh, the will to make us prosper and be in health? Well, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have had John pray that prayer <laughs> and write those things if it wasn't God's will that we prosper. But He has something. We have something to do with that. When we get born again, our spirit is made brand new. How many of you know that? It's 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 new, it's, there's nothing wrong with our spirit, but our soul is our responsibility. And that's your mind, your will, your emotions. That's three attributes. Your mind is that place of your reasoning and thinking processes. Where you think, what are you thinking about? What your mind is, is, uh, is the place where you make decisions and think. what you're thinking about will become the decisions that you make. And your emotions, how many of you know we live in a nation where many of the things that we see people do are based out of their emotions, out of their feelings. Well, I didn't feel like it. I didn't this or I didn't that. Has nothing to do necessarily with what's right or wrong. It has to do with what I feel like. And uh, we have a a whole nation like that now. Uh, They they got some ideas today about uh, your gender whether you feel like you're a certain gender or not just by feelings my goodness you know how how foolish that is but that's that's the area of your emotions how is it you can be up one day and 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 everything be going right and then something will happen your feelings will get uh out of whack a little bit and your whole day will be ruined, or you know, it just eats at you. Things will eat at you, because we're based on feelings, and, and that's your emotions. It can be up one day and down the next, up one day and down the next. It should not be that way with Christians, my friends. And your will, that's your deciding and choosing processes. That's where you make right decisions. I, I've mentioned a couple times Not only do we have to renew our mind, but we have to choose, we have to use our will. Your will can be the strongest of all those, I believe, because you can will to do something even when you don't want to, even when you don't feel like it. How many of you know, we talk about that all the time, about doing things you don't necessarily want to do, your flesh doesn't want to do, but you do them anyway because you will to do them. And you know, that works in, in everyday life, you know? Uh, we've talked about it with uh, some of the guys and I have, about it, uh, in sports. You know, in sports, uh, how, we've seen team, or uh, players in, in basketball and, and uh, baseball, maybe in football, that had great talents and abilities. But they didn't have the will, the practice, they didn't have the will to, to uh, make themselves into a better player, or, or a great player even. And then we find people that that have above average talent, but not the, quite the gifts and talents that maybe some of the superstars would be but they 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 will themselves to be a, a great player of some kind or they you they will themselves in business they will themselves to make go up the ranks you know do well you have a will that, that makes decisions and you makes uh choices that can that can uh, hinder or um uh, or, or cause your progress to be greater in, in your soul. You will prosper and live in health as your soul prospers, or you will struggle and be weak even as your soul is weak. That's that's the bottom line. You know, over in First Thessalonians 5.23, it says this. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be... Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Be preserved blameless as the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're made up of spirit, soul, and body. As I said, the spirit is made brand new. Your soul is our responsibility. (laughs) And uh, over in Hebrews, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner, of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's your spirit and your soul. By inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the writer of Hebrews, who we know, Pastor Scott, who knows all these things, says it's Paul, so we have to go along with that, right? relates man's soul, joints, and thoughts. Your soul is a connector for your spirit and body. It's where we live, it's where we, uh, it's whether we're either successful or unsuccessful. Your soul is related to your thoughts. Thoughts direct your decisions and actions and feelings. Thoughts take place in your soul. You know, there's a scripture over in uh, uh, Matthew 12, verses uh, 35. You know, it says we can change what we think and how we live. 12, uh, 1235 33 says, either you make the tree good or you make the tree evil. That's the scripture I was looking for. But it's your soul is not your spirit. How many of you know your spirit is brand new? It doesn't need to be changed. That, that's why a person can be born again and, and a saved spirit, but struggle because of an unrenewed soul. Your thoughts direct your uh, uh, dr- um, your thoughts direct your decisions, actions, and feelings every day, and your thoughts take place in your soul. This is why. It, uh, God said in Romans through the Apostle Paul, Romans 12, 2, that you are be transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. Your mind is a part of your soul. So you renew your mind to what God says. You leave the old person behind and you press forth to the new person. Even Paul said that in, over in the Philippians when he was talking to them. He says, I haven't arrived yet. I'm still pressing on. That's what we're to do as Christians, my friends, is press on. Don't stop. Listen. If we're going to be having a new revelation throughout eternity, God's going to be showing us things that we've never known. And, and so we have to continually press forward, leaving the things that lie behind. I press on, he said, forgetting those things that lie behind. How many of you know it's important? Uh, many of the, the things that we think about or the enemy will use are things that we've done in the past. Listen, we've all were sinners and thank goodness for the grace of the Lord Jesus and the shed blood that he covers our sins. But we have to remind ourselves on a regular basis. Our soul has to be reminded. And when that scripture or that song says he's the savior of my soul, my Jesus, he truly is. We have to go and be in that place where he can save our soul right in the midst of all that goes on. Because the enemy will come and use your past. He'll use what you did. What, oh, I remember. Do you remember what you used to do? You can be saved 40, 50 years and, and the enemy will come back and say, remember what you did? Bring back something. You just got to say, shut up. That isn't me anymore. I'm a new person in Christ Jesus. So your your soul is a, a very important thing. So your soul must be saved as you renew your mind, emotions and will to the word of God. To the degree that you determine uh, do this determines the amount of prosperity and health you experience in life. If you don't, you won't. Amen. Now, the truths the truths enable us to understand scriptures like Proverbs 23:7. For as a man or woman thinketh in his heart, so are they. So are you. How as you think. Amen. I you know it's important that we think along the lines of what God says in His Word. What does He say about us? You know He's always his thoughts are good thoughts, as we've talked about in Jeremiah 29, 11, where he has a hope and a future for us. His, his thoughts are good thoughts about us. We don't. Who brings the evil thoughts? Well, we know that's the enemy. So we have to renew our mind to the fact and think like God thinks. This is who I am now. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I can do all things through Christ. Greater is he that's in me now than he that's in the world. So we begin to think along those lines. Then Matthew 22, uh, 37 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Listen, not only do you love him with all your heart, the spirit and soul made up the heart, and with all your soul and all your mind. He wants us to love him. How can you do that unless you renew your mind and you and, and make your soul prosperous? Why is it so hard for some to follow The Lord and prosper. Now, that's what we're going to talk about in the next few minutes as we have today. It's called a poor soul. You ever heard somebody say, they're a good person, but they sure got a poor soul. They're just a poor soul. Why is that? Because it seems like everything they do doesn't turn out well, or they just kind of always on the down. You know, never on the up, always seeing the glass half empty rather than half full, always having a negative attitude. Well, number one, I'm going to give you a number of these and talk about it a little bit. What would constitute a poor soul? Well, having a lack of knowledge of the word of God. Over in Hosea, this is what God says, 4, 6, my people are destroyed or perish, and the King James says, for a lack of knowledge of my word or my law, where I would, uh, that I will reveal. And it goes on to say, why is it? Because they rejected knowledge. I mean, you know it's important not only to have knowledge, but revelation of what that knowledge means. I've often said uh, knowledge without revelation means no transformation unto what God wants us to have. If you don't know what God's word says about you and about the covenant that you have now that you accepted Christ, if you don't know what his plans and purposes are, you'll be ignorant. You know, ignorance isn't stupidity. There's a lot of ignorant <laughs> genius, what we would call geniuses in the, uh, in the academic world. And, and uh, even in, in some theologians that we, you know, in these schools of uh, theology, they're ignorant to what really, in the truth of what God's word is. Amen. They have their own ideas. But listen, if you're ignorant to that, your soul will not be prospering. Your soul will not be prospering without this word of God right here. So you have to get in the word so you, won't have, you can have knowledge. If you have knowledge of, um, you can't give away something you don't have and you can't use something you don't know about. So if you didn't know about Jesus came and died on the cross, and was the son of God died on the cross and, and poured out his blood and shed his blood for our salvation, how can you get saved? You can't. You can't, my friend. But when you have knowledge... Now, now you can do something with it now, but you also not, don't quit right there. You don't come in one day and say, well, I accept Christ and go on and live your own life. There's other things in this Bible that, that you have to have knowledge of in order to live a prosperous life. So we have to know this. Cannot prosper without something you don't know about. That's the bottom line. That's one of the things. A poor soul. How do you have a poor soul? A lack of knowledge or rejecting knowledge. That's what, it, what, 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 what he went on to say, what God went on to say. They had rejected the knowledge. How many of you know you can reject knowledge? You don't want to hear that. You know, we've been through this with people in our church over the years. People come in get saved, but they don't want to hear any more about that. They don't want to hear what God has for them. How many of you know, let me just get off on a rant here a little bit. We get saved for a purpose, not just so we get to go to heaven, so we can fulfill a plan and purpose that God has for us here on this earth. And you know what? It's not all about us, it's all about him, about his will being done in our lives and his will being done on this earth. So we have to know that. And if we if we know that, guess what? We'll be wanting to know more about him. We'll be wanting to know more about his word. So we can get in his word and begin to find out what he has for us what is his will for us well we know a lot of things it's it's very uh, self-exclamatory in some of the things he writes is that his will is that we prosper and be in health this is as our soul prospers that's the bottom line and prosper in what in all things that's what john said when he wrote that in in third john 2 in all things every part of your life should prosper and oh hallelujah i'm telling every part Not just you get to go to heaven, you get to live with a little bit of heaven here on earth. I'm not talking about it. There is a big, big difference. Don't misunderstand. But you get to live with the presence of God in your life so you can do the things that God called you to do and be the person God wants you to be. Amen? Amen. Number two, be controlled by the desires of the flesh. That constitutes a poor soul. In Romans 8, 5, and 6, excuse me, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How how do you want to be, you don't want to be considered that old carnal old man or old woman. You want to be said, boy, they weren't perfect, but boy, they sure, they had, they had a spirit about them. They had a, uh, uh they were controlled not by their flesh but by the by the very word of god amen they were spiritually minded that's what we're to be but if you don't you're going to have a poor soul now number three be weak indecisive double minded <clears throat> unstable lacking wisdom in james one eight being weak indecisive double-minded unstable lacking wisdom that's what james said when you he said if you lack wisdom you were to ask this is god speaking but you ask in faith and when you don't you become unstable you become indecisive being weak how many have been around somebody that can't make a decision about anything now, I know we, we sometimes get into this little thing. Where do you want to eat? Well, I don't know. You don't know. Let's, let's just go somewhere, right? Well, we do that kind of thing. But I'm talking about life's challenges can be indecisive. So we're not to be that way. We're to ask God for wisdom. And then we're to expect it in, in, in faith that we'll receive it. Amen? We don't want to be a double-minded person thinking, oh, this, is this God or isn't God? Oh, I believe God, but no, I don't believe God. A double-minded person never expects to receive anything from the Lord. So we got to get our mind lined up. Number four, thinking on ne- uh, ne- uh, negativity and feeling unable to control your thoughts. Wow. Have you been around somebody like that? Can't control their thoughts. You know, we live in a society today where <laughs> we we're, we're think we're so free about anything that will speak out anything at any time. A thought comes through your mind, and you just speak it out. How many of you know the devil can give you thoughts? And you can, you can live a, a life that's uh, very challenging to others because of the way you think and, and not being able to control your thoughts. But in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, here's what Paul said. He said, For the weapons of our warf- warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds casting down uh, arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That's what we're, That's the way we're to function. If you don't, you're going to have a poor soul. You're always going to be filled with negative thoughts and, and uh, feeling unable to control yourself. Well, I just had to say it. I just had to say it. Well, you didn't have to say it. You might have hurt somebody's feelings or or, or or you're gonna mess yourself up. So so be real careful about that. Take every thought under captivity. Lord, is this the right thing to say at the right time? I, we've all fallen guilt, uh, guilty to that, but we don't have to. That's the point I'm trying to make. Number five, refusing to change, defending past behaviors and making excuses for yourself. Boy, we live in that society today, don't we? It's always somebody else's fault. Uh, refusing to change. Well, you know, that's just who I am. And that's just the way I am. Well, change your bad self and get over into, into what God wants you to do and be a part of what he wants you to be. Uh, listen, here's what Proverbs 9, 7, uh, verse 7 and through 9 says, he who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself. And he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer lest you, he hate you. Uh, rebuke a wise, a wise person and he will love you. Give instructions to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Amen. That's what we're to do. Amen. We're to to refuse uh, uh, the things of not to change. We are to change. This is an ongoing process. This is, we change from, uh, it says faith to faith and glory to glory. We go from that place. We don't stay the same. And and Christians like when we first accept Christ, we're baby Christians. Now we need to grow, just like we do in the natural. We need to grow and grow up. But you've heard people say, "Well, just grow up." Well, we're to grow up as Christians. Renew our mind. Get our place, uh, our soul renewed. Number six, spending all your time on natural, earthly, earthly material things. Well, uh, Colossians three one says this: If you were raised with Christ, and I hope you have been. <laughs> Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind. Yet This is a will thing here. Set your mind. I choose to set my mind on things above, not on things of earth. Amen? Amen. Now, there's another uh, part of that that I like over in Matthew, and it is in six, chapter 6. He says in verse 25, "Therefore I say to you, do not worry. And the King James says, do not take thought. Amen. Don't take thought. Don't, don't be worried about things. Uh, what you're going to drink, what you're going to eat, what, where you're going to, you know, all these things that consume our minds so much, right? Don't take a thought for that. And it goes on through there. You need to read this whole thing. But in 633, what's it say to do? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things you need will be added to you. This is thinking about the things of God. Stay on that path. Stay on the things I'm gonna grow in the kingdom of God. I'm gonna refuse those things that hinder me in Jesus' name. Number seven, allowing emotions to control your attitudes and your behavior. There again, that's the emotions, those feelings. You just gotta let give somebody a piece of your mind or you gotta get out of control. How many of you know that's where road rage comes from, the day? Is people get, somebody gets cut off. Well, I don't like it either, but I've cut a few people off myself not knowing it. But you can't allow yourself to go wild. Here's what Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says. That you put off concerning your former conduct, (laughs) the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which has been, uh, created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. It says, be transformed or be, uh, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You know, that would be your subconscious. That would be your limbic system that some um, psychologists and different ones say. That's, that's why you do things that you don't even realize you do them. It'd be like when I used to smoke cigarettes, and I did, don't, don't tell anybody, but I used to smoke cigarettes. And I'd be light up, didn't even know I was doing it because it was a subconscious thing. Well, we're to renew our natural mind, but as we continually renew our mind, it will—the uh, spirit of our mind, that area, of the subconscious—will begin to change too. Amen. So we need to do that. Number eight: allowing fear, anger, bitterness, gossip, or negative thinking to consume us. Wow, we're in a world where that's that's. I'm telling you, if you watch very much news or anything on TV, that will consume you. Or talk shows, my goodness. Uh, Some of them are out there so nasty and so vile that who would want to watch them anyway? But he says this over in Philippians 4, 8, Paul writes it. This will be the last scripture tonight because we're moving on in time. But finally, brethren, he's talking about earlier, he just said, rejoice in the Lord and pray, seek the Lord. Don't worry about anything, right? Finally, brethren, what those so things are true, whatsoever things, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are tr- just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, think or meditate on these things. Meditate on the good things, meditate on what God says, meditate on his word, as you do that, your old unprosperous soul will become prosperous. Now we're going to talk about how to, how to achieve a prosperous soul, how to change that poor soul into a prosperous soul next week. But listen, Paul said to think on, I like what it went on to say in, in verse, I think it's verse nine. The things you've seen and learned of me, just do them. Nike didn't coin that word. Paul did. Just do it. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen? Amen. Do you want the God of peace with you? You got to do certain things when I said he's a savior of our souls, he really is. And and so next week, how the, how, how the poor soul can be made prosperous by God's word. Amen. We're going to talk about that next week. So let's just pray before I get off here and uh, just bless his name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for this night. We thank you for every night, but we thank you for this night as we're listening to the word of God. We thank you that... You really are the savior of our souls. And I pray for anyone out there who be struggling with any of these things I brought up tonight. They they would just begin to lay those cares down, lay those burdens down, pick up the word of God and begin to understand who they are in Christ. That's your, your, your will is that we prosper in all things and be in health even as our soul prospers. That's a word for this day, this hour. And as we draw near to you, you said you would draw near to us and we can resist the devil then and he have to flee. So we thank you for it. I thank you for everyone in the sound of my voice. May they be blessed tonight, healthy, wealthy, and wise, and a prosperous soul in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's good to be with you. We'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.